is Market Open Podcast, bringing you engaging conversations and insights from leading ASX-listed companies. We welcome our host, Stuart Walters, for another episode, where he'll talk to the individuals behind Australia's top companies of tomorrow. Joining me today is Alex Hanley, CEO of Lithium Universe, ASX code LU7. Alex has proven his capability to deliver capital and execute a fast-track strategy across his career in resources. Now as CEO of Lithium Universe and having developed what they are calling the Lithium Dream Team, he is at the fore of a company which is fast realising its lofty ambitions to become a processing hub for the global spodumene supplies. Hello Alex and welcome to Market Open Podcast. G'day Stuart, thanks for having me. So the company is focused on lithium carbonate versus hydroxide. Talk me through that. This is one of the first decisions uh, the, the company made uh, when exploring the, the Quebec lithium processing hub strategy. And uh, as I've sort of communicated uh, elsewhere, it's it's quite simple for us. We've got a lot of experience with lithium carbonate. Uh, we've got you know, the lithium dream team, you know, featuring Iggy Tan, Jingwan Lu, and, and also John Loxon. Uh, all of these gentlemen have an intimate uh, intimate experience with the Jiangsu lithium carbonate plant uh, through design, construction, uh, operation and, and maintenance. So uh, we've got that embedded knowledge with, with uh, that lithium carbonate refinery that, that we're looking to recreate in Quebec. You know, we're not uh, we're not looking to recreate the wheel. Uh, we're going to use that expertise and, and then uh, drive, you know, use that as the driving force uh, within our design phase that we're currently going through at the moment. Uh, the second sort of, I suppose, added benefit is that uh, with the introduction of lithium iron phosphate or LFP batteries uh, into the mix with Volkswagen, Tesla uh, and a few others, uh, there, there's more the more than likely a, a push towards uh, lithium carbonate, you know, lithium carbonate being the main feedstock into those LFP batteries. So, uh, I mean, that push from Volkswagen and Tesla, that's come, come about due to a safety concern with with lithium-ion batteries in in you know high output EVs, so there could be a push in the future towards LFP, Stuart. And seems as though everyone is focused on lithium exploration. What's a business proposition and justification for the refinery? It's uh, it's more of a, a macro look at, at the whole uh, well, global, but but in particular North American ecosystem itself. Uh, there is a huge push uh, currently to to bring a lot of the expertise uh, in lithium exploration all the way through to battery manufacturing in North America. Uh, the reason being is, you know, about 95% of the world's spodumene is processed in China. And, you know, you could say that there, there are a few percent short of a monopoly on, on that. So any spodumene that is produced is having to go to China before going to the end user. Um, now, that's obviously the focus for us is is building up that that refinery capability in North America, um, and and talking a little bit more broadly, what we see in North America from an upstream perspective, we see significant hard rock spodumene resources. I mean, yeah, that's the reason why we've seen a lot of uh, lithium explorers go into James Bay and and Ontario uh, to explore the jurisdiction, and and in Quebec itself, you know, you have a a global resource of about 500 million ton, you know, plus one percent, uh, and and expanding. So you know that's not an insignificant global resource. Uh, so you've got this large hard rock supply in Canada, and then on the eastern seaboard of North America, you've got a very, let's say, hungry 
planned gigafactories and cathode manufacturing facilities. You've got about 35 of those um, estimated or planned to be uh, being built and, and into production by the end of 2027. And, and that amounts to what is estimated to be about 800,000 tonne of, of LCE. And as a perspective, Stuart, that's about the same, uh, I suppose, lithium carbon equivalent is currently in circulation today uh, on a per annum basis. So it's a doubling of the, the LCE um, uh, required to feed these gigafactories. And currently, you know, as we, we talked about upstream, we talked about downstream, uh, and currently there's no one in what you call the midstream, you know, the midstream bridge. Uh, which is the refineries. Uh, there's four planned refineries in, in North America, uh, you know, with Piedmont, uh, and I think there's one in Metso in Ontario as well, but uh, there's currently not enough planned to actually fill that that current midstream gap that we're seeing. You started testing spodumene from around the world. What are the expectations here? We, we, want, uh, we want to make our design uh, as robust as we can uh, so we can process what you mean from around the world. And, and this has been the, the basis of, of our studies to date uh, and also the basis of what has made the, the Chinese uh, refineries so successful. Uh, they have the ability to process what you mean from all around the world. So we're, we're, we're looking to validate our model that we've, you know, we re-released to market uh, late last year uh, and run it through different well, the same process with different spodumene sources from around the world with some you know different mineralogies uh different different contaminants ensure and validate that that we can process any type of spodumene uh and any and import any spodumene uh, that we we need to import to to you know obviously feed the the, the refinery that we're, we're developing alex can you go to broad for products and what's the downside i think you know Traditionally, you'd say if, if you go too broad uh, in, in what you're trying to do, you, you reduce recovery and, and final output. You know, you probably end up with an inferior product. Um, now, uh, that's again one of our objectives here is, you know, we want to produce battery grade, uh, high quality battery grade lithium carbonate. As, as you may know, there's, there's also, you know, not all lithium carbonates built the same. Uh, there's still a number of contaminants in it, and that's the reason why, um, you know, there's a essentially a brine standard, uh, and then what's sort of international standard, which uh, which is normally uh, produced from hard rock supplies. That's why uh, hard rock spodumene are the preferred suppliers. So we want to produce a, a low contaminant, high grade lithium carbonate. And what did you see from the first test program? That's that's what probably makes this special is that we we saw everything that we needed to see. Uh, with with uh, international standard battery grade being about 99.5%, uh, we we exceeded that within our first test uh, for you know processing the spodumene into lithium carbonate and got a 99.7% grade. So, like that's fairly unprecedented to, to sort of get that conversion to that high quality on the first run. Uh, but um, you know, obviously, it sort of it illustrates the experience that we have in Jingwan Lu and and the, the team that we've set up in um, to do the lab uh, lab uh, testing over the course of the last few months. Alex, have your plans been affected by the price downturn? No, uh, that's probably the, the, the simplest answer. Uh, the, the sort of underlying, let's say, structural supply and demand uh, for lithium over the long term. Uh, 
is still strong no matter what the, the lithium market you know spot price is doing and and this is you know this is not a flash in the pan type company you know we're not looking for a uh you know a, a hype or you know a, a a big spiky exploration number uh or pegmatite intercept that that some might sort of report on we're looking to sort of build into the future build you know build the the downstream or midstream capability in in north america and you know as i keep on saying to people we're just you know keeping to our knitting uh, we've got both the, the spodumene uh, processing hub uh, with with Primero ongoing, uh, and in in parallel we've got Hatch working on on the final design for for the lithium refinery. So, uh, you know, we've got a lot of work to do. Don't get me wrong, uh, but uh, you know we've made great progress uh, in the six months since we've been listed. Exploration continues at Apollo. Talk us through what else the company is working on at the moment. As I said, we've got those two business units, the spodumene concentrator and the lithium refinery. Uh, in parallel with both of those, you know, we're continuing to, to look at the other projects within our portfolio. Uh, we've got assets uh, across Ontario and uh, in Quebec, but also in Australia. And uh, you know, we're assessing all other opportunities uh, that, that do come past our desk. Uh, we also you know, are actively pursuing or in talks with, with a number of um, different companies that hold uh, reserves and resources. Uh, within the Atlantic Corridor uh, that sort of uh, help us make the uh, the lithium refinery dream a, a reality in the, in the coming you know coming months and coming years uh, and get that offtake secured. And lastly, fast forward 12 months, what does a successful year look like for you and the Lithium Universe team? For, for us, it's uh, it's quite clear we feel we want to be at DFS level for, for the spodumene concentrator uh, with Primero by the end of the year. Uh, and we also want to be at DFS level uh, with with the hatch uh, uh, refinery. In addition to that, we want to have a uh, location uh, secured, and uh, we want to be starting to do all the geotechnical work uh, and and preparatory work so we can hit the ground running with that. We're going to continue talking to a lot of different um, companies that are probably looking for partnerships or solutions uh, within the North American you know, uh, ecosystem for a company like Lithium Universe to come and add some value. So there's a lot of different initiatives uh, at the same time, which is um, it's only going to result in, in good things and progress for the company. Alex, you've got some highly successful people behind the company and a great story to tell. I wish you all the best over the coming months and look forward to speaking again soon. Thanks for joining me today on Market Open Podcast. Thanks, Stuart. That concludes another episode of Market Open Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, LinkedIn, Twitter, rss.com and marketopen.com.au. Until next time, happy investing. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of this material as legal tax, investment, financial or other professional advice. Market Open and its employees are not financial advisors. You should consider seeking independent, legal, financial taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Market Open 
or any third party to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments in this or any jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under the security laws of such jurisdiction.